When Isis learned of the murder of her beloved lord, she fled away into the wilderness. Half mad with sorrow, she cut off her beautiful hair and dressed in rags to show her mourning. But she was determined to find the body of Osiris, not believing that he could ever really die. After all, had she not schemed to learn the secret name of Ra Atum just so that she might give it to their son? And as yet, they had no child. Nephthys joined Isis in her search. They journeyed farther and farther north, until at last they came to the distant city of Byblos. No one knew them for the daughters of Shu and Tefnet. They travelled simply, like two serving women. When they heard of the wonderful tamarisk tree that had been carved into the palace gatepost, Isis knew that she must see the spot where it stood, and straight away they went to the palace. There they were taken on as serving women in the household of the queen, whose name was Athenaeus. Very soon the queen noticed that Isis and Nephthys were different from her ordinary serving women. She made Isis nurse to her baby son, the young prince of Byblos. By now Isis was certain that somehow the gatepost of the palace contained the body of her lord. Each day she tended the baby prince, but at night, while he slept, she threw her arms around the hard wooden pillar, and she wept for the dead king of Egypt. After a while Isis became very fond of the baby prince whom she cared for, and she decided to take him into the family of the gods. To do this she must burn away those parts of his nature that were not pure, and so one night she made a magical fire that burned with a cool white flame. Into this she placed the sleeping baby, who felt nothing, only stirred and whimpered slightly in his sleep. When she was sure the boy was comfortable, she left him and went to the gatepost, where she threw her arms about the wood, as was her custom. Now that night Athenaeus was restless and could not sleep. Hearing some noise in her son's bedchamber—it was the crackling of the sacred fire—she got up and went into the room to see what it was. When she saw her child lying in a pool of flames, she screamed with fear and rushed into the room to rescue him. Hearing the cries of the queen, Isis ran back into the room, and with a wave of her hand she made the fire disappear. Athenaeus realized at once that she was in the presence of a goddess, and she fell to her knees. She begged to be told what she might do to serve the goddess, now that she knew who she really was. Isis told her that she wanted the gatepost taken to the palace. The queen was greatly puzzled by this, but she agreed. Next morning workmen came and cut the post free, laying it down on the palace floor. Then, with great care, Isis herself took a sharp chisel, and she began to slice into the wood. Layer after layer she cut away, until, with growing wonder, the queen and her followers saw a magnificent, gleaming chest revealed in the heart of the pillar. Isis and Nephthys were given the finest ship in Byblos to carry the coffin of Osiris back into Egypt. Afraid that Set might somehow discover them, they hid in the swamplands of Buto in the Nile Delta. Then Isis turned herself into a bird and flew into the sky to seek out Ra Atom to beg him to restore life to the body of Osiris. Ra Atom listened to her story, and he agreed to her request. However, he had not forgotten the trick Isis had played on him to learn his secret name, and so, to pay her back, 
he allowed Osiris to come back to life for one day only, from sunrise to sunset the following day. Set had spies everywhere, and while Isis was in the heavens, somehow he discovered that the body of Osiris was hidden in the swamplands. Travelling to Buto, he changed himself into a gigantic black bull and grazed among the reeds and rushes near the place where the chest lay hidden. Nephthys sat alone, grieving for her dead brother and waiting for Isis to return. When Set discovered her hiding place, he poured at the wet ground, sending up showers of spray. Nephthys jumped to her feet and ran away, but the bull did not pursue her. Straight at the chest he ran. Rearing up, he brought his hooves crashing down on the glittering coffin, smashing it to splinters. With his horns he stabbed down, skewering the dead body of his brother.